You know, podcasters are basically the modern punk rockers, if you think about it. Yeah, it's DIY punk rock, (laughs) punk rock radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. Uh, I'm your host, John Paglosodi, and this is Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. Today, I have Mr. Uh, Chris Sharma coming to us all the way from Boston Day. How are you doing, Chris? I am doing terrific. Thanks for having me on the program, Jonathan. Oh, absolutely, sir. I'm, I'm glad to have you. And uh, what album are you doing today? I am doing the quintessential... The iconic Milo Goes to College by Descendants. Nice, by Descendants. Yeah, when you first mentioned this to me, I assumed it was like a, a Milo Yiannopoulos, like a compilation of his like college speech speeches or something, but uh, I'm Honestly, glad it's actually a Descendants album. When I first picked it up, that's what I thought it was too. <laughs> and lo and behold, changed my life. Change your life for the better, yeah. <laughs> for the better, yeah. There's only nice. Milo in my heart now. That's Milo Ackerman. There you go, man. The better Milo. The better Milo one. Um, be sure, real quick, guys, to follow uh, this podcast here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're on. Uh, follow Redefining Records on Instagram. You'll see uh, updates for this pod and the other sister pod. Uh, sounds for thought there. You can follow me, Delta Dagger Music. I will uh, post updates there on that Instagram too. Uh, Chris, do you have any socials you want to shout out? I don't. Um, I don't know. Subscribe to my premium Snapchat. If you do it now, Black Friday, I'm kind of doing a bundle so you get my OnlyFans too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find that if you just Google um, Rudy Giuliani XXX. <laughs> it's it's some good shit man i've i've seen i've seen a little behind the scenes of this guys i can vouch for it it's it's solid so you definitely should check that out i, I like uh, that the content speaks for itself but thanks thanks john thanks absolutely man let's uh let's jump into some music news oh yes music. all right uh, today in music news, uh, Rolling Stone says that uh, Van Morrison and Eric Clapton announce anti-lockdown song titled Stand and Deliver. Uh, Chris, what do you think about that? I think this is fucking stupid. But <laughs> I'm not fucking surprised. Like, they're just fucking old. I'm gonna be honest. I, I think Van Morrison is a little hype. I think Eric Clapton's kind of cool. But yeah, this almost makes sense. This is the darkest timeline for sure, though. I know, man. I I would have expected it. Like, I won't say that I'm surprised to hear this from these guys, but um, I would have maybe if you if you made me choose a musician who I thought would release this kind of shit, I would have probably said like Ted Nugent, maybe, yeah. um, uh, or maybe like the surviving members of Leonard Skinner or something. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Clapton and Van Morrison, man. Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, seriously. This is... Um, I don't even know what to think about it. The only thing that actually comes to mind is this really fucked up tweet I saw about it. 
Um, Let's hear it. And it was basically, I don't see if I could find it, but because I'm going to butcher it, trying to just read it out to you. But it was basically like, we should have seen this coming. Like, Eric Clapton's son also liked to go outside and get himself killed. <laughs> Ayo! <laughs> All right, I mean... <laughs> why this is devastating and an awful thing and why it might be kind of funny. Um, Google Eric Clapton's son on Google. And, yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, no, definitely. I guess, I guess that's true. I guess uh, in a, a darkly comedic way, uh, we all saw this coming. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's enough music news for today. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into the album here. But first, Chris, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and why we should trust you. Yeah. So um, I'm Chris Sharma, not to be confused with the famous rock climber, although I do rock climb. Um, I used to be known as Lord Bunny for anyone familiar with the Isla Vista music scene. I was a member of the jazz quartet known as Rabbitfoot, who um, often would serenade partygoers in Isla Vista with our smooth funkadelic bass lines overlaid on top of our bossa nova guitar stylings. Um, but yeah, that's who I am. I'm Chris. I live in Boston now. And yeah, why you should trust me about music? That's a good question. You probably shouldn't trust me about a lot of things. But you should definitely not trust me about music. But I'm here today. And so what I say goes, and you can't argue with me because I'm on a podcast and you're not. That is goddamn right, Chris. I've been telling people that for so long now, and I'm glad I finally found someone who agrees with me. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, uh, mention a band you used to be in is your first buzzword, so you gotta take a drink for that. Um, I will, uh, I will, I will take this opportunity to intro the game here for new listeners. Uh, basically, I have 20 uh, buzzwords here. Those are words and phrases that uh, if Chris says them. Uh, he has to take a drink and uh, you as the listener should be playing along too at home if you'd like Uh, of course drink responsibly Uh, so you know if you hear a buzzword you're gonna have to drink too I'm gonna cut right now and let the listeners at home know what the buzzwords are for this week do it today's buzzwords are mention the Minutemen. use onomatopoeia talk about your middle school music taste mention black flag Mention the Sex Pistols. Mention a band you used to be in. Refer to an album made post-1990 as a record. Use the phrase ahead of its time. Mention ska. Name a specific guitar. Say society. Say the word drink. Quote Henry Rollins. Question a punk band's punk credentials. Use the phrase angsty. Mention pop punk. Mention fiddler. Say hardcore. Talk about moshing. And end a sentence with I don't know. <laughs> so, 
What's funny, I, I, I'm i actually bummed. This is the first week I took uh, talk about jazz off of the buzzwords. <laughs> and you brought it up right away. Uh, I'll for it uh, anyways. <laughs> that works. I was going to say, say the word drink is one of them too. So that's true for you. <laughs> Anyone who knows my trajectory after college knows that it's pretty much just been jazz and alcohol. So Nice, man. What are- I was going to say... Um, uh rabbit foot uh <laughs> rabbit foot uh whether you want to call it jazz or not i i loved that band man back in uh back in college that means a lot i I wish i remembered more of it <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah it's that's fun stuff do you do you have that it do you guys have anything on uh like band camp or anything no so we do have a cover of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star that you might remember from one of our many shows um, on SoundCloud still. And I think that's the only surviving evidence that Rabbit Foot may have existed. (laughs) Well, you guys live on in the hearts of hundreds of Isla Vista partygoers and music lovers, so... (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's jump into the album here. Uh, one more time, remind us what album you picked and why did you pick it? Ooh, yeah, so I picked uh, Mila Goes to College by The Descendants. It's a 1982 album by the aforementioned Descendants. Um, why I picked it, it's honestly one of my favorite albums, really big album for me, actually. Um, so the front man... The singer Milo Ackerman. Uh, well, first of all, like the Descendants, all these guys kind of grew up uh, the same era that I grew up in, and so like I just heard their names a lot growing up, and they're always mentioned that sort of like the Minutemen, who I think like Mike Watt actually recorded this album, uh, produced this album for them. Um, his old San Pedro guy, um, Black Flag, the Descendants. Everyone kind of grown up. We always talk about them because it's like the guys who lived like next door. And they went did, went and did shows, and then um, I played punk. Obviously, been in a bunch of punk bands. Still listen to punk, love punk, and I think this is like a really good punk album. Like it lasts the test of time. And I think that really has to do with like the range of perspectives on this album. And I don't know, it's just a great punk album. It's like really early pop punk. They still kind of got that angry hardcore feel to it, but like I don't know if it give it like five years after this album, it's pretty much this is like proto pop punk. So this is like where it all happens, where it all went down, and then to circle back to Milo Ackerman, um, honestly personal hero of mine, punk rock vocalist, frontman, did his thing, and then like went to college, hence the album name, and is now a plant biochemist. And, like, I'm doing a PhD in biochemistry right now. So I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, what are the other options other than, like, selling out and being, or being, like, Henry Rollins and just buff as fuck and doing slam poetry? Because it's, <laughs> you get a PhD in biochemistry and drink PBRs. So, yeah, that's why I picked it. Good album. Re- real quick. That's a wonderful intro for the album, by the way. Real quick. Do you do you happen to know any Henry Rollins uh, verses off the top of your head? Um, <laughs> TV party tonight. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, that's uh, four of them. Four. Did you get four? 
One, two, three. You got four of them there. I baited yeah. you into that last one, which was uh, quote Henry Rollins. Uh, <laughs> first, first one you got was mentioned Minutemen, uh, then mentioned Black Flag, and yeah. then mentioned Pop Punk. <laughs> dude, that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, dude. So You're on a roll, man. I am so good at this game. Chris is number one. Dude, you're crushing it. It's it's honestly it's it's way more fun when people actually get the buzzwords. So I'm glad. <laughs> I agree. I just want to plug in the beer I'm drinking right now. That's cool. yeah. What are you drinking? Um, so I'm not being paid by these guys at all. But I just want to let everyone know that Night Shift Brewery is probably my favorite brewery out here in Boston. Drinking one of their six percent beers, which isn't very common for me, but it tastes delicious. It's called the Simcoe. One hop this time. India Pale Ale. Really, really good. Yeah. I wish you could. That's awesome. Got this really owl on it, orange and uh, blue, really setting the stage, giving me a nice mindset. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm a. I like. I like that you're shouting out the local uh, breweries out there. That's sick. I'm a. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a beer. A little little beer uh from golden colorado okay um it's uh it's uh comes in a silver can what does it say on here it's like a coors latte something like that oh dude i love coors latte the cl smooth baby foamy oh coors latte gets me every time oh yeah dude It, it can't be beat i uh this is pretty punk rock of me i i stole these out of a out of my friend's boat last night so that's what i'm drinking <laughs> dude that's that's really punk rock of you man really yeah man it's uh it's very milo ackerman he has a song on here about uh like going fishing and kind of forgetting the world right yeah catalina which is yeah yeah another big thing because growing up catalina was always in sight you know it's a big thing when you grow up in like the South Bay, San Pedro area. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of funny because when I was listening to the lyrics of that song where he's singing about, you know, I'm going to go drive my boat out to San Pedro or uh, drive my boat out to Catalina mm-hmm. and like put on my Beatles tapes and and kind of like drink and, and sort of forget about my love life and my stress and stuff. I almost thought he was uh, being kind of sarcastic, like kind of making fun of like old man, like yacht rock type stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I, I read that he was like, actually like a fisherman and stuff. Like he would actually go do that and kind of like bum around on the boat. Like that's kind of sick. Dude. Yeah. I honestly thought it was ironic too. until I looked up the quote where he straight up was just like, no, dude, that's literally what I do. I'm having a bad day. I go to Catalina and I fish. I'm like, wow, good for you. I think that's also what makes this album really great. It's because a lot of the parts, they feel sarcastic. And then you like delve deeper into it and you find out now they're dead ass serious about what they're saying. Yeah, it's it's pretty legit, man. And I think that people who maybe are not from like San Pedro or like even down here in Orange County, there's kind of these like uh, kind of like ratty, like fishermen dudes, like people think Southern California boats like, oh, they're probably these ritzy, super rich people like, nah, dude, there are these kind of like 
you know, like fishermen, like bum guys who, yeah. who are super punk rock, super kind of fringe of society type dudes who, uh, who go out there and just fish and, and like, that's their life. Like, it's kind of super sick that, uh, that, that demographic, like we hear about the skate punks and even like mm. surfer punks or whatever. Uh, but there are these like weird fishermen guys too. Like that's totally a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The fishermen punks. Those are the guys that's sitting out there on the fucking dock, like in their little dinghies with their dog. They're like, yeah. From like trying to catch some squid, just blasting like dead Kennedys and Minutemen and talking shit about everybody. Yeah. yeah. So sick. Um, what is your favorite track on this album? Oh man, that's a great question. I don't know if I have a good answer to that actually. Um I think Kabuki Girl, I just love like that chord progression. It's very punchy. It's really nice um parents i think i also like for the very same reason uh damn yeah honestly i think it might be suburban home i love the story behind it and i kind of just yeah i think my favorite off of this actually no i'm favorites kabuki girl i just i love kabuki girl it's a fun one that is a sick one, dude. I, w- I was going to say, I, I think my favorite might have been Suburban Home mm-hmm. myself. I, I know that one. Was that one written by their bass player, Tony Lombardo? Or, yeah, or what, yeah. what is the story behind that so one? So that one, yeah, that was written by their bass player, Tony Lombardo, who was actually like 20 years, everyone else, everyone else in the band's like senior. So they were like, uh, I think like uh, late teenage years, early 20s. And he was like in his like mid 30s. And so, like, he wrote Suburban Home, and I'm not a punk. And Suburban Home is basically, like, well, like, iconic, like, opening line. Like, I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. And it's kind of just like Tony Lombardo being like, fuck, dude. I'm, like, mid-30s, and I'm still single. Like, what the fuck, man? Fuck yeah. this shit. Like, I just want, like, I don't want to be worrying about any of this. I just want, like, a house. And, like, I don't want to care about being an individual anymore like kind of just being like you know what like it's good to sell out and then yeah same with like i'm not a punk also written by tony lombardo and him just going like yo fuck the punk lifestyle like it's really bad it's fucking shitty like yeah i play punk rock music with a bunch of 20 year olds but i'm not a punk (laughs) yeah that's so funny to see like one of the the members of descendants saying i'm not a punk and like it, it's on their first album too. It's like yeah. uh, it's so um, like self aware, and it's it's like it's it's like so punk that it's not punk. Yeah. It becomes punk again. It's like <laughs> Honestly, that's so like cool. Milo's his vocals too just lend a lot to it. Because I'm be honest, I don't listen to much Descendants after Milo leaves the band. So basically, after this album, but it gets a little bit more pop punk. I feel like a lot of the anger, a lot of the emotions out of it. Like, I feel like Milo's vocals are really what drove kind of the feeling of this album, which is what's really great. So why you're able to have a song being like, yo, funk, like, fuck punk rock. But it still sounds and feels very like, yeah, fuck yeah, punk rock. Right. Yeah, his lyrics are very, um, they have that kind of um, sort of adolescent, uh, 
kind of teenage angst thing to them going, which, which lends a lot of credence to like, you know, a song like parents or something. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, something that like, if someone else tried to pull it off, it might sound a little too kitschy, but like him singing it, it, it totally works. Yeah. Cause (laughs) I don't don't know how good this is, but he actually sounds angry when he's like, parents. Parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's great. And I I thought it was funny too. like Suburban Homes stood out to me like, yeah, like his opening lines. I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. Mm -hmm. And it almost like, you know, even in in 2020, looking at that, like it's it's kind of this weird thing of I I feel like we have gone from uh, uh, like, I feel like people do want to be like that. Like, I feel like that's almost the, the new thing is like everybody, you know, you can't just be like, a person like living doing your thing like you have to be able to present somebody with sort of your uh your your life story like at the drop of a hat like well i uh you know i'm i'm this and that and i'm like you you have to have these like atomized uh classifications for yourself yeah. ready to go to present to people which i don't know i, I won't comment any further on that but it's just it was something that kind of rang true for me i don't know yeah you kind of have to how like how do you relate to society almost how do you fit in you have to know where you fit in i don't know everything feels yeah. kind of like um unless maybe i'm misunderstanding you but like everything i kind of just feels like a job interview it's like why are you good for this job like where did you come from like you said the whole life story thing and atomized like right yeah um, it's that's kind of what i mean is yeah. it's it's very uh it's like almost like corporate personhood has led to like uh every person has become a corporation in a sense it's like uh, like like what is your brand what is your story like it's it's super weird i don't know i think that's one of the things i didn't like when i went back to la for moving out to boston like going out in la it's just like everyone there is like there to be seen no one looks like they're having fun going to the bars fucking sucked sometimes honestly in la you mean yeah, I agree with that. It's it's interesting, like getting out of Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've I've never been back east, like to Boston, but I remember uh, like last October I visited a friend in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. New Mexico, and uh, it was a super cool experience because it was like there were some really hip like little spots and little bars out yeah, there. Like you yeah. felt like you were in East LA or something, mm-hmm. uh, like visiting some cool little bars, but like everybody was nice. Like <laughs> it, it was super weird. Like. Um, like you'd like try to like move past some people it's all crowded and they would all like get out of the way and be like oh excuse me like oh sorry like yeah go like people were just like nice whereas i feel like uh down here it's it's a lot more like like people would be like hey like like watch it man like what like everybody's trying to like fucking start a scene or some shit i don't know yeah everyone's too busy and worried about their follower count yeah dude that's he he kind of dives into that on like uh like i'm not a loser and stuff like i feel like he was singing a lot about you know like you know little rich kids in like mommy's car like trying to go uh like get laid and like and like find drugs and like you think you're so cool like yeah do you want to talk on that at all yeah actually because um i think i'm not a loser is a good song especially just like I mean, the first time I heard Descendants off, so I was in high school too. It's a lot of this, I was like, fuck yeah, someone kids me, punk rock. Kind of this stereotypical kind of shit. Um, I think this one's great because it's like, <laughs> not to get like too academic looking at it, but the dude's basically like, what's wrong with me? It's like almost like at a thing about his insecurities. 
he's just like, fuck, like, I don't got the money. Like, I'm working hard. Like, I don't get why she wants to, like, be with that guy when, like, I'm right here. I think I'm great kind of shit. Just, like, normal teenager boy, like, frustration, can't get laid. And, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that, too. I, I think it was, and again, it's it's that, you know, teenage frustration, but, like, his vocal delivery and stuff lends so much credence to it, you know, whereas someone else, it might be a little little corny, little kitschy, whatever. Like, they, they really pull it off. Yeah, they do it really, really well. They really, I don't know, I think, yeah, they just do the teen, teenage angst well. Like, it, it sounds right why he's angry. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna stop you here real quick. In in the last monologue, uh, you mentioned the word society. That's one of the buzzwords, and then use the phrase angsty is one of them. I I think you said teenage angst, but I'm I'm just gonna count it. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, those are two good how many, ones. How many more do I have till I reach twenty? I'm trying to get to twenty. You're trying to get I'm all twenty. You've got uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve left. Okay. Twelve. Okay, left. and how much time do we have? Uh, we're at 23 minutes right now. I, I try to make these about now. Okay, good. More than enough time for me to hit all 20. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I'll, I'll start baiting you a little more into these. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next question. What, what would you say your least favorite track on the album is? Least favorite track. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. I think all the tracks are pretty good, but I think my least favorite might actually be Marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say it's like a bad track, but um, yeah, it's just like not the most fun. It doesn't really say anything. You know, this, he's just kind of getting kind of simpy on it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt that too. I, I was going to say that's probably the least... Uh... Yeah, maybe the least, uh, I don't know, how do I put this? Like, the least hardcore. I think you're at, like, simpy a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like, I mean, there's, like, a really great line in here, which I think is kind of funny. Um, and kind of hitting to, like, the irony of everything. But he says, like, I don't want to have sex with you. I want to be your friend. Why don't you marry me? It's like <laughs> that old people thing. It's like, you don't get married to have sex. And it's like, nah. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Still a good track. Um, definitely bottom of the album for me though good thing it's yeah. punk rock so it's only like what 30 seconds yeah dude i was gonna say the first thing that impressed me about this album when i pulled it up because i only knew um i knew hope like one of my high school buddies in fact showed me mm -hmm. hope when we were in high school and probably a couple other of these too he was pretty into descendants and, and other socal kind of punk bands yeah. but um when I sat down and looked at the album, the first thing that struck me is it's uh, 15 tracks with a runtime of like 22 yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty great, um, especially the, the last two albums I listened to were both over, excuse me, both over an hour long. Yeah, you, so, did, um, you did a Tool album with like Dylan, right? With Dylan, yeah. yes. This is becoming an infamous. <laughs> I'm going to re-record that one. <laughs> Basically, uh, I tried to do a twofer back-to-back -back with Dylan and Jordan. Barclay, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you heard about that. Yeah. We So we did Tool, Lateralist, and then Future, Honest. And we got so drunk that we didn't actually finish either of the episodes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Jordan came down to my house like two days later and re-recorded 
the future episode. Uh, and then I'm talking to Dylan about redoing the tool episodes. <laughs> there, there is a tool episode, a, a, a super drunk one, and then hopefully we'll redo it and get a good one too. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, we, uh, we had some fun with that one. It was, it was interesting <laughs> to say the least. Okay. <laughs> um, so how would you recommend someone listen to this album for the first time? Ooh, how would I recommend someone listen to this album for the first time? I would say, hmm, I think definitely listen to Suburban Home first. I think that's the most like recognizable track off of this. And even if you decide not to listen to anything past that, I think it's a good starting point. So I think I would go Suburban Home. Um, I think I might go then Hope, Kabuki Girl, Catalina, I'm Not a Punk, and then the rest of the order I would say doesn't really matter. And like just put Marriage last. Or put marriage yeah. in the middle, actually. Like, just know that marriage is coming up. It's in the middle of your listening. Just get it out of the way. And that way you can just end on, like, a stronger note. But, I mean, also, yeah, listening I to this that. in order isn't bad either. It's, uh, I think, I mean, I love this album. I think it's great. And, I mean, if you don't really listen to punk rock, it's probably all just going to sound the same to you anyways. So order might not even matter. Um, but yeah, definitely like if you're just going to start with the album, definitely hit up Suburban Home. If you're going to listen to anything off of the album, definitely Suburban Home. And then Boogie Girl, yeah. my favorite, but yeah, Suburban Home, uh, Hope and Kabuki Girl, I think are definitely the ones to take away from this one. I like it, dude. I like it. Yeah, th this is uh, what's cool about this album, too, is like for me, I I don't listen to a ton of punk rock. I went through somewhat of a punk rock phase in, in high mm -hmm. school. But um, and of course, I listen to Rabbit's Foot, but um, <laughs> but uh, it, foot. it was foot. Rabbit, One Rabbit's rabbit. Foot. Yeah, Rabbit, <laughs> Rabbit <laughs> Foot. It's just like it, it's not the Descendants. Yeah. It's Descendants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minutemen, right? Yeah, exactly. Minute yeah. Um, what, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I was going to say, yeah. So not being like a huge punk rock fan, mm -hmm. but uh, still being into punk rock to an extent. I really liked it because it did kind of dance this line between, um, you know, it has the aggressive driving uh, punk rock edge mm -hmm. to it. Um, but it also has cool, like Tony Lombardo specifically has such cool, like bass lines that are a little bit more melodic. Yeah. I think kind of like you were saying, this is like proto pop yeah, punk. Yeah. Like I could definitely feel that. So it's like as someone who's not even like super hardcore into punk, like it was still really listenable for me, yeah. you know, like he could bring that uh, more melodic element out of it. It was super well, that's cool. That's definitely like what I feel they're going for. Like you talk about like, I mean, even in Catalina, um, he has that lyric where he goes, um, just popping my Beatles tape. Like they mentioned that they listen to the Beatles quite a bit. And I think there's actually like some interviews where they, they talk to like Milo and um, I think it's Steve Narette. That, is that his name? I forget. But like the guitar. 
I forget. They're good. Yeah, he, like he wrote actually most of their songs, and them kind of just talking about how. I mean, they like the Beatles and they like punk rock. So what they're actually trying to do was, while we make poppy punk rock, like they set out to basically start pop punk and it it worked. Like they fucking killed it, you know? Yeah, it's sick. And it's you can almost see like uh, if you take a lot of those kind of early Beatles Mm -hmm. songs, uh, you know, most of which are stolen from, you know, Chuck Berry or whatever. But it is very, uh, you know, just four chords uh that they're jamming out on their little uh you know rickenbackers yeah. and shit and they're jamming out these four chords and you know i wanna hold your hand whatever um it's like very similar to what they're doing here it's just this has a lot more distortion it's edgier mm-hmm. uh although i guess the beatles were like pretty edgy for their time i don't know <laughs> i don't know i got mixed feelings about the beatles to be honest but i think that's a topic for another time I know I have yet to have a Beatles uh, record on this thing, which uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. I kind of want to do something no one's done either is uh, no one's done a hit piece on a record yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I, I tell people to choose a record they want to rant about for an album. And, and usually the assumption is like, I'm choosing one of my favorite yeah. records, which is sick. But like, if someone came to me and was like, dude, I want to fucking do a hit piece on uh, Sergeant Peppers or something. I think that would be a great discussion. Yeah. Well. I almost picked a Beatles album just cause I don't like the Beatles or like Tame Impala just so I can like get drunk and talk shit about Tame Impala. Sorry for everyone out there. Like Tame Impala. I think Tame Impala is shit. Oh, well, I, I put a hit on Tim and Paula. I interviewed Will, uh, had all my old drummer and he, he, uh, our music news was, it had to do with Tim and Paula. They were like, it was the anniversary of their very first record. And like, I was like, like it, today's the anniversary of Tim and Paula's, uh, best record. Like, do, do you know which one that is? And it was, <laughs> it's like their first record. And I don't know, there was someone who wanted to come on and do, uh, fucking currents tim paul currents that's the only record i've i've just said no to <laughs> honestly i listened to like tim and paula when they first were on the radio and then stopped Can't... i would i would i would tell you in like in all honesty their first record is pretty good actually and then their second one is like pretty good but way popular and then from there it's very much like oh Kevin Parker like had a little too much fun at Coachella and now he's trying to be like a shitty like LCD sound system ripoff <laughs> or something. I can see that. Didn't he like lose a bunch of recordings like what two years ago in the Malibu fire? Oh, maybe, dude. Actually, yeah. that sounds vaguely familiar. His Malibu yeah. home burnt down. He only got to escape with like a suitcase of like demos and his Rickenbacker or something. Dang. Well, you just got one. Name a specific model of guitar is <laughs> a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your way, man. I think you've already na- hit more than anyone yeah. else, possibly. Christian, my number one. Don't fuck with me. Do you have any uh, other thoughts on the album here before we move on to uh, the trivia yeah, section? Yeah, actually. And uh, I just wanted to talk about why I also just think this album is like a great punk album and like a good album to listen to. Like not only do I think it's like good punk and it's really fun, but I think it like it highlights a lot of things about punk that I feel like people who 
I don't know, I guess weren't punks into a little DIY kind of thing. Um, don't really realize. Like, this song is, like, obviously from, like, early 80s. And, like, for, in particular, like, I'm Not a Loser, it uses, it throws around, like, the term gay and homo as, like, a slur. Which is very much, like, mm-hmm. something I read recently from um, the frontman from this band called Grudge Packer about how a lot of people think about punk rock as like the forefront of like progressive politics and shit like that. Like it really isn't like mm-hmm. punk isn't one thing. It's this huge collection of subgenres and people not the base of it. It really is just people like feeling like they're alone all the time. And they're like that intense emotion that comes out of it is like punk rock. It's like this destruction and creation thing. And so just kind of highlighting that for a lot, like it's punk rock has also been very white and like very male and very like teenage boy immature for like the longest time and like still is in some regards in some respects, but like it isn't just that. And so I think this album is just great also because it highlights that. Like it has, like, like I said, I'm not a loser on there, but then it has the things like, okay, what happens if you grow up and you don't want to be a punk anymore? And so you got like literally I'm not a punk in suburban home. And then you just got shit like hope where the dude's just like, yeah, dude, like I really like this girl, but she doesn't like me back. Like, fuck, like this really feels really shitty right now. And then, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I feel like it covers a like a broad range of emotions and like, even not being like this punk album, I think it's this really cool thing to look at about like, this is what being human is, you know? Like we just feel shitty all the time. We're products of the things around us and our environment and our time. And so, yeah, I think this is also just a great album for that. Like to understand uh, why people feel the way they feel. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. It was it was I because I heard those lyrics and it was something that I I wanted to talk about, but I kind of wasn't sure how to bring it up myself. But um, yeah, it's it's very like you you hear those words, you know, calling people homos and stuff. And it's like, you know, that that's something that, you know, we uh, we really strive not to say anymore. Like we understand why yeah. it's bad. And, and, you know, it's it's so easy to just fall into that. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sound like freaking, you know, Joe Rogan or Milo Yiannopoulos right now, but it's like so easy to fall into that. Just, uh, you know, cancel culture. Oh, uh, you know, descendants said a bad word back in 1982, yeah. like you shouldn't listen to them or whatever, but it's like, and I get that the intentions behind that are good and it's, you know, important to, uh, you know, use inclusive language yeah. and things like that. But it's also like, dude, this was, like you said, this is the, the music of, of teenage boys in the exactly. 1980s like that's how they yeah. spoke and and it's a, a snapshot of that time and those emotions and it's uh you know you have to take it for what it is like it's it's you know this is how they felt this is how they spoke like you kind of get the good and the bad and i think like you said one huge redeeming factor here is that then you see the other songs where it's like well i'm, I'm done with that i do want to settle down it's kind of this uh you know there's there's yeah. growth and i feel like sometimes people uh don't allow for growth it's like there's something bad that happened and and you're forever damned by that scarlet letter yeah. you know it's it's like well you know people grow up people learn 
you know, and, and I think you're right. I think, uh, like, like putting this, uh, uh, you know, making punk rock sort of the cross bearer of like a progressive future of music is so unfair. And, and, you know, why should anyone be saddled with that? Like, if you want to pursue that in your music, that's yeah. sick, go for it. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know if that's really uh, anybody's uh, responsibility. No, I don't, I don't think know. it's a sole person's responsibility to be like the stalwart of progressive, like movements or thought. I think it's everyone's to some extent. But I think a lot of people nowadays are just like they associate like what they think like a punk looks like with like progressive, like ideals and everything. Like, I mean, punks are so varied. They're just like human beings. They're just like angry. It's just like a subsect of really angry human beings. Because like you got fucking Nazi punks, right? That's right. Like, you got horrible fucking people who are punk rock. Like. I don't know. Being punk rock doesn't make you cool. Being a cool person makes you cool and just happen to be punk rock. But like, yeah, punk isn't like the progressive savior. It's not where you should like for morals or ethics at all. It's just like what you need to get your anger out. Like if you're upset about something, I don't know, take, pick three guitar chords and just yell about it. There are some musicians who I would consider to be punk rock in their, uh, attitude and in their kind of outlook and, and views and stuff. Uh, but like, they do not play punk rock. And I'd say like somebody, somebody like Zappa, like he comes across to me as a very punk rock, uh, kind of yeah. ideologue, like, uh, kind of similar almost to, to Henry Rollins. And yet I'm sure if you asked Frank Zappa, what do you think of punk rock? He'd be like, Oh, they suck. Yeah. They're a bunch of losers. Like it's this very, uh, it, it's a, it's a varied thing. I don't know. It means different. I mean, to be fair, people. Frank Zappa, prob- the punk rock, he's probably thinking of is probably closer to like the fucking Ramones. And their moans are a bunch of Republicans. So. That's true, dude. Uh, I'm going to say uh, that's a buzzword. Question a band's punk credentials. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Everyone stop listening to fucking but, Benny and the Bat. It's not that cool. Ramones aren't that great. Fuck a Republican. Nope. Yeah. I was gonna say what what do you what do you think of uh what do you think of the Sex Pistols? I like the Sex Pistols. I haven't listened to them too much or studied them. I guess or not studied them, but like look research them that much. But what I've heard about the Sex Pistols, I like. Why is there? A... Yeah, I was gonna say that is a buzzword. Mention <laughs> the Sex Pistols. <laughs> uh, you mentioned them first. But, <laughs> I mentioned them first, but it's it's my show. I can do what I want. It's Dude, punk that's rock, right. You have a podcast. So I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, podcasters are basically the modern punk rockers, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's DIY punk rock, <laughs> punk rock radio. That's right, man. This this is where all the new new ideas are coming from. Synergy, like, like, techn- I in- technology. I invented the new idea of doing drunk history, but it's about music. Dude, that is groundbreaking. <laughs> I don't That's know right. how people decide the Nobel Prize in literature, but I'm definitely submitting your name, Jonathan. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Also, it's John, not Jonathan. I gotta say. Sorry, sorry. John- Jonathan is not punk rock. John sorry. is very punk rock. <laughs> is your full name Jonathan though? I actually don't it's, know. It's not. No, it's, it's just, just John. John. <laughs> okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Because yeah, you spell but- it do you spell it J O N or do you still spell it J O H N? J O H N. 
Okay. And what I what I had heard is that it's if it's J O H N, then it's just John, and J O N is short for Jonathan. Oh, uh, okay. But this but this one time I was I was in line at the DLG, in fact, at at Santa Barbara, mm, of course. And I was telling that, I was t- of course, I you know famous Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah, haunt. gotta, Another, gotta uh, love Jack Johnson. You know who fellow, doesn't get enough punk rock cred? Jack Johnson. I was about to say, dude, he's like a acoustic he's like the uh, most punk rock. Dude, he's punk rock as hell, man. Yeah. Unlike, uh, <laughs> unlike, uh, unlike, what? Who's his surfer buddy that that also kind of plays with him again? I have no idea. Again, to be uh, honest. Oh, uh, never mind. I was gonna uh, say. I was, is it, He's basically the new Gigi Allen, if we're if we're if we're gonna throw it out there. <laughs> Jack Johnson is the new Gigi <laughs> Allen. That's right, dude. I agree with you. And <laughs> and uh, and and John Mayer is the next uh, anal cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude! I haven't listened to anal cunt in forever. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing after this. There you go, man. I'm gonna annoy that- <laughs> all my housemates and just blast some anal cunt. Yeah, uh, view- viewer discretion advised. But if you want to hear some like real punk rock, anal cunt. If, if okay, let's go on a tangent of anal cunt. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they like send their demos to like uh, like country music labels and yeah. stuff like just to make them mad? <laughs> yeah, anal cunt is basically what Rabbit Foot wanted to be. <laughs> Well, you, I think you guys did a pretty good job. Yeah, the police definitely didn't like us. No, I think I I think Rabbit's Foot was was uh, pretty ahead of its time. To be honest <laughs> with you, I think I think you guys are operating on a level that a lot of people didn't even understand. You know, that's the problem with true genius. You know, it's just not uh-huh. recognizing its time. We actually had beef with a band who fucking didn't like us. Someone was really upset at us for some reason. Oh well, don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, exactly. They almost yeah. certainly sucked. Yeah. Um, let me pull up a... Okay, let's do this. Let's go into the trivia section. Let's do it. I promise I probably won't know any of the answers. It's time for trivia. All right. Question number one. What year did this album come out? 1982. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Yeah, baby. Okay, so how does this work, dude? How about, like, is there any drinking penalty to this part of the game, or? Yeah, you're supposed to drink if you get it wrong. I'll drink if you get it right. Okay, cool, cool. So that's a drink for me. Um, Question number two. Who is depicted in the album art? Milo Ackerman. It's actually a character drawn by, like, some dude that they went to high school with. And then they switched it up for the a bit for the record label, and it's become like the quintessential, like iconic Descendants logo. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a great logo. I I believe I saw that logo before I even knew who Descendants were. Same, I saw it like tagged up on walls and like on school desks all the time. Hell yeah, dude! That's yeah. that's something that I I'm so uh, obsessed with is like being able to have like a some fucking logo that you could just doodle on a desk yeah. or something for your band. Like I, I kind of tried to do that with Delta dagger. Um, and the closest I got is that you can do emojis. You can do <laughs> knife emoji. Yeah. So, um, I like your next logo. question. It's what sick. The actual yeah. logo logo. Yeah. 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 I think it's really cool. 
Thanks, dude. Yeah, it came out great. I, I did a super shitty like uh, paint mock-up of it and then mm. sent it to my buddy uh, Dennis Levinsky. I'll shout him out if you look him up on Instagram, Dennis Levinsky. Uh, he does really sick art. And at the time, he was doing really cool like geometric, blocky color stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I sent him this ultra shitty mock-up and was like, uh, can you turn this into a logo? And and that's that's the result. He fucking crushed it. So That's fucking dope. Good luck yeah. to Dennis Lewinsky. Levinsky. Levinsky. My view. Yeah. All good, dude. Uh, question number three. How many copies uh, did the album sell in its initial run? Oh, fuck. I have no clue. So I'm just going to take a guess. 350. Uh, so it's not 350, but uh, the answer is around 1,000 copies is what they sold during their initial run. Okay. Fair, fair. I'll take a drink. I don't know. <laughs> is is a thousand copies punk rock though? I feel like three fifty is punk rock. I don't know if a thousand is punk rock though. What's really punk rock is you don't put out any <laughs> any music at all, and you just have a single cover of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on SoundCloud that doesn't even have all your band members on it, and it's actually called My Fair Lady. The SoundCloud link is Rabbitfoot IV. Um, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. So I don't, I don't really know. You know, agreed. That sounds pretty punk rock to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, what city are descendants from? Ooh, they're actually not all from the same city. I think Milo's originally from Lomita, but they all went to high school in Redondo Beach. I think they all went to like Maricosta. That's right, man. It's I was I was uh, the answer was Manhattan Beach, but I think you gave a more accurate answer, so I'm going to give you that one. Dope. Thank you. Much much obliged. Fun fact: Manhattan Beach. Um, actually, no, I'm not going to say it. This it's going to get too politically charged. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just going to say Manhattan Beach used to be a up like a upscale black neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. So Bruce's Beach, I, I used to surf there a lot growing up. Um, and then they just got rid of all the black inhabitants. Basically, gentrification happened. They started putting up like more white businesses and trying to get more white people to move in and basically outpriced all the original black inhabitants who lived basically on this idyllic, idyllic piece of California coastline. I had no idea, man. I, yeah. I had heard a I had heard a similar story about uh, Lamert Park, one of the neighborhoods in uh, I, I forget if it's in East LA or where, but apparently mm-hmm. there was a really thriving uh, jazz scene there and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, then yeah, it kind of just got gentrified and the whole whole scene kind of died. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all that that entire area of California is pretty racially charged. I mean, you're from like the OC so you know like you're pretty close to Irvine. Oh yeah. You got oh, all yeah. the boomers hold up in their houses thinking about the good old Reagan days. Yeah, no that's for sure. I was driving down PCH yesterday and they had mm. uh probably 2 dozen people uh waving the uh Trump Pence flags and stuff which today it's November 28th. I don't know uh what what the point of those is on November yeah. 28th. Um my theory is they're just trying to sell their stock of merch before January rolls around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's a collectible now. 
yeah exactly hopefully it's collectible in a couple years it'll be like a a hip ironic thing to wear the uh the trump stuff it's like all the young punks be a hip ironic thing thing. yo like fuck trump fuck pence i hope they die recording. I don't know if I should be parody parody uh you you hope they die in GTA 5 online. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah parody satire uh non-actionable. <laughs> uh. You can't okay. Yeah, I I hope they they uh they suffer a emotional death like they go to get the last twinkie and it's not there and it just hurts inside. That's there you right. go. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, what, where, last question. I used to where like did... Sorry, I just want to preface. <laughs> I used to just take my clothes off when I get drunk. Now I just talk about politics. It's, wow. Growing up. That's all right. This is Anywho. The... <laughs> Let's continue. Final question for you. Where did Milo go to college? Oh, he went to um, went to UCSD for his undergrad, right? Yep, that's right, dude. Yeah. I will, I will take that. He, I mean, he went to a number of schools, but yeah. Oh, he went to El right. Camino first, and then he transferred into UCSD. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, okay. I put UCSD, but I would have taken any of those. Nice man. Well, cool. That's a uh, that's pretty good there. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna jump into the final segment here. These are just the uh, kind of rapid fire esoteric funny questions mm-hmm. if you will and so they're they're kind of rapid fire just say whatever comes to mind yeah let's do it word association i'm drunk have enough. you there you go have, have you ever listened to this album while inebriated uh yeah all the time <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they were inebriated when they made this album I'm going to say no, just because knowing my own writing process for writing punk music, I feel like it really comes out of just like feeling something and then saying it. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a tough one. I think at points you could get drunk or it came from being drunk, but I think a lot of the material is written sober. Yeah, I feel that too. And and what's funny is I feel like that's the overwhelming response from all my guests is it's, it's kind of like, eh, no, like, I don't know this band's a little bit too, uh, too hardworking, a little too legit for that kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's like interesting. These, these lyrics are really thought out, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, I want to be a bear. Like I wanted to, I wanted to ask about that. Cause if, if you want to get real deep, there's a, there's a quote at the beginning of uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I'm going to have to paraphrase where he talks about like, uh, you know, the man who makes a beast of himself uh, uh, kind of loses all the uh, responsibilities or the uh, responsibilities of being a man. Like, it's like if you make a beast of yourself through debauchery, yeah. then you don't have to deal with being a man. And I, I, I wonder if that's kind of the, the thought there on that song. I think it might be, actually. It's just kind of like, yo, fuck humanity. Like, being human is fucking shitty. I just want... I feel like it's it's more like the idea of humanity is you have like morals and ethics, you know, right from wrong. And that fear and loathing quote, and I want to be a bear is just like, yo, fuck all that shit. Like, um, 
don't know. I just want to be primal and animalistic and just act on these desires. I think it comes from a great sense of frustration. Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. Like the last line. What is it? I don't want to smell your muff. <laughs> like, uh, obviously very gendered, very much like I'm a dude. I'm not going to go down at you, down on you. But I think it's just like teenage boys being like, fuck, dude, I'm horny. Uh. Right. Yeah. I dig it, man. Next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this album were a beer, what kind of beer would it be? PBR. PBR. I dig it, man. Yeah, PBR, Rolling Rock. Just the cheap, shitty, gets you drunk. Yeah, that kind of has a story behind it. You know, you drink it with your homies. But, like, you're never, you're never going to be like, man, like, I love PBR. PBR is the greatest thing in the world. But you're going to be like, I've, ha- I've had some really good times with PBR. Like, PBR has gone me through some shit. PBR. Absolutely, man. I like that comparison. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, next question. Would you get intimate to this album? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. My playlist is exclusively Death Grips, so no. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this this shit's a little blasé, huh? I have actually had sex with some punk rock before. And, I don't know, (laughs) it doesn't really work out. Maybe it's kind of like punk, but then I start listening to this, like, the song, and I'm just, like, not thinking about what's actually going on. (laughs) I'm like, oh, dude, fuck yeah, yeah. Instead of like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, yo, wait, hold up. Did you hear Tony Lombardo's bass part right there? Wait, stop. Dude, 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 why? Yeah. Nah, but yeah, no, exclusively Death Grips. I refuse to fuck unless I'm listening to Death Grips, so definitely out of the question. Would not get intimate to this album. Nice, dude. Well, I mean, just so you know, I've been refusing to get intimate until I can do it to rabbit foot, so I'm still waiting, man. Dude, you're never going to have sex. I'm sorry. <laughs> I might have to switch to, a, switch to another band. Yeah. Should switch to the minorities. Rabbit Foot's <laughs> three-piece. That's right, where you axed Malcolm. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't ax Malcolm, he just wasn't there for the summer. Oh, that's right, huh? (laughs) Also, not to like get like nitty gritty, but he wasn't a minority, so. I know, that that was the whole thing, that's why he was gone, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Uh, next question. Mm -hmm. Are numbers created or discovered? numbers created or discovered 100% created who the fuck's walking around in the jungle and like yo bro i just discovered number seven like nah fuck you dude seven numbers are dude, 100% created Math speak on that because bro. you're you're the Math. you're the first person to you're the first person to say that and you're a you're a stem major so i i want to hear your take on really this, i've had Everyone i've had other discovered how the fuck do you discover five dude who the fuck is walking around like yo five and it comes after four and before six no one fucking discovered that shit someone just said that that's what you do and now that's what you do it's all fake money's fake numbers are fake the stock market's gonna crash and it only has meaning in your life because you've allowed it to 
have meaning in your life and we're all subservient to our capitalist overlords all hail elon musk i know dude i'm i'm right there with you man i i completely fucking agree with that like we talked about earlier like corporate personhood has led to personal the personal becoming a corporation and and it's all it's all in service of the uh the almighty dollar i think this is a good place to stop and get a word from our sponsors um i'd like to thank uh purple mattress if you've uh never tried one (laughs) 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 yeah um Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> um, that's interesting though. Cause yeah, ev- everybody else had said, no, numbers are inherent to nature and, and humans discover them. And I'm like, really? Like no. what? Yeah. It, it's, uh, I try to push back a little bit, but I never want to push back too much on my guests. So I'm really glad you said that dude. That's yeah. a great uh, perspective. My take a hundred percent is, is that numbers, <laughs> And maybe this is just me, but numbers in the same way that like science works and even religion works, it's human beings trying to make sense of what they can observe. And you can't deny that there are patterns in the world, but there's no reason why we have to call the pattern five. And there's no reason why we have to call the pattern God. So it's 100% created. It became convenient for us to understand what we can see and what we can feel and that's what numbers are you can't discover a number no one discovers anger everyone just feels it so i feel that dude yeah follow up uh somewhat related um like do you think jeff bezos would have 200 billion dollars in his bank account if we had not invented the number 200 billion that's a great question um and this this is i'm gonna say no Actually, I'm going to say yes, but it doesn't mean that we'd call it 200 billion mm-hmm. because I feel like realistically, like you can't comprehend what a billion or a trillion is, right? Like Google itself is a number, but it's a placeholder for like a number inconceptually large. So we can say a billion and we can say a trillion, but how accurate is that number? It just means like a fuck ton of shit, right? Yeah, exactly. Like there, like there was it. never a, there was never a, a sheep herder in Mesopotamia who had two hundred billion sheep. You know. Yeah, we don't need to count to two hundred billion. At what point in our lives have we ever been like, you know what? I really need to count to two hundred billion. So the fact that human beings have fucking two hundred billion of anything, and other people have like five of something or less, like it's fucking fake. Yeah, fuck Jeff Bezos. I like that, dude. I fuck like Jeff that. Bezos. Yeah, fuck Amazon. Fuck Elon Musk. Yep, freaking uh, emerald miner guy. Yeah, seriously. Like everyone's like, yo, Elon Musk went from being Iron Man to Lex Luthor hella quick, and I was like, nah, dude. He's always been Lex Luthor. Like his family fucking profited off of apartheid. Elon Musk, yeah. not punk rock. I'm calling Elon Musk right now calling him out right now on beers bands but bands beer brews buzzwords bands beers buzzwords bands beers buzzwords fuck that's hard um fuck you you you're not punk rock agreed man official official stance elon musk is not punk rock yeah official stance Elon elon musk is not punk rock all right final question for you Mm -hmm. does a man with one lung get more high or less high off of a single bong rip 
Off of a single what again, sorry? Bong rip. Off a single bong rip. Hmm. One lung? Would he get more high? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Because oh, yeah, because all the smoke fills the one lung yeah, more. Yeah, I think that's it. I think give a man one lung and he's high for life. Give a man two lungs and he's only high for like three hours. I like that, man. Those are yeah. words to live by. Yeah, Sun Tzu's Art of War. You should read it. I'm going to have to check that out in my, yeah. in my quest to become the next Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely need to read The Art of War if you're trying to become the next Elon Musk. Yeah, dude. Um, well, that's it, dude. That is it for my questions. Would you like to hear your buzzwords for the week? Oh, wait, can I? How much time do you have? Because how many buzzwords do I have left? Uh, you still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine left. Can I try? Is there a way for me to try to get them all now? Because I really want to get all these buzzwords if that's okay. Yeah, here, let me. I'll try and bait you into saying every single one. Yeah. Um, uh what is what is the opening riff for uh my age sound like Ooh, dude i can't do that or right or now. just what is what it, just sing sing the riff for uh hope or, or any suburban home i can do hope i feel i feel like hope is a good one yeah what's the guitar sound like hope oh hope goes Actually, no, I can't. Oh, fuck, dude, I can't do this. Any of them? How do? What does Kabuki Any Girl sound like? Any song? I, just I how does that? How does the bass sound or the guitar? Yeah. yeah. Look out, good out of my way. I'm going to the Atomic Cafe. Kabuki Girls, no, 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 no. Yeah, there you go. Use yeah. an onomatopoeia. <laughs> Skadoosh. Skadoosh. Okay. Skidoosh. Uh, when? How? What grade were you in when you first heard this band? Oh uh, fuck. Um honestly, I think I was a junior or a senior in high school. Okay, what was your favorite band like like 4 years before that? Oh, Sublime. Sublime in middle school? Yeah. Ding ding ding. Okay, talk about your middle school music taste. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the first um, band I was ever in was a reggae ska punk band. Oh, mention ska. Boom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um uh have you ever heard uh okay, what's uh post 1990? Um Sublime for what what year did 40 ounces to freedom come out? Like 92 or something? I honestly don't know. So Is yeah, it post 1990? When did Bradley die? I think like 93 or 94. Yeah, so maybe like 92 um what's another word so uh sublime 40 ounce to freedom post 1990 uh it's an album what's another word for an album ep another one lp close enough refer to an album made post 1990 as a record i'm gonna give it to you because eplp that's referring to vinyl so i'm gonna give it to you um uh Descendants, uh, Milo goes to college. Uh, would you say it is ahead of its time? So say the phrase ahead of its time. Ding ding ding! Use the phrase ahead of its time. time. Definitely ahead of its time. Like, I mean, they they set out to make pop punk before even actually making pop punk. 
Would you say that it's hardcore? Ooh, I would say that's it's like hardcore punk. Bing bing bing! Use the word it. hardcore. Yeah, is one of them. Call it. Yeah, hardcore. Um, would you go into the pit at one of these shows? Oh, definitely, dude. What what that. is it? What is it called when you're in the pit? You're moshing, dude. You're moshing. Yeah. Talk about moshing is one of them. Uh, what's the band? Uh more modern punk band and their their band name is uh fuck it dude life's a risk oh dude fiddler fiddler mentioned yeah. fiddler <laughs> that's a good buzzword <laughs> i was about to do a f- oh dude i was really torn about i was like i'm gonna be on john's podcast talking about music i feel like i have to do fiddler i'm a absolutely dude. man they <laughs> can poke on my thigh on your thigh yeah there you dude, go. i am i am a fiddiot i am a <laughs> Fucking love Fiddler, dude. Fuck it, dad. Life's all right. Fuck it, dog. <laughs> Fuck it. I haven't heard. Uh, okay, and the final one, I think you did at some point, is uh, end a sentence with the phrase, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Dude, you're the first guest to get every single buzzword. Hell yeah. Number one, baby. <laughs> Blackout bingo, dude. All I do is win. I came That's here, right. I saw, and I fucking conquered. That's Sun Tzu, right? No, that's actually <laughs> a Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Oh, that's right. Same thing, dude. Sun Tzu, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Same thing. He definitely read The Art of War. Fred Durst definitely read The Art of War. I know, dude. He he knows what he's doing, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, that's it for you. That is, uh, I'm tapped out. You got every buzzword, dude. That is a historic moment here. And uh, I think this was a great talk about a great album. I had a great time. Thanks for having me, dude. I really appreciated this. Totally, man. Um, Well, that's it, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for listening, viewers at home. uh, You have a lot of drinks on your plate right now that you need to be finishing real quick because he got every single buzzword. Um, but before you do, uh, before you get too drunk, be sure to follow Redefining Records on Instagram. Uh, follow this pod on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you're doing. And then uh, follow me, Delta Dagger Music, for more updates on the pod. Um, check out Rabbit Foot on SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> I think that's it, dude. Yeah. Um, you can also check out Chris Sharma, Christian Sharma on SoundCloud. I've actually been doing some electronic stuff lately. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Just for kind of fucking around with it. Um, That's the only plug I'll put in there. That's good, like dude. Validation, you know, some good fuzzy feelings. Send me a link to it. Yeah, I definitely will. Also, yeah. Yeah, feel free to um follow my science account on Twitter chris sharma where i talk about science when science goes well which is not often but hey if you want it take it if you're trying to get that's awesome man yeah well sweet dude that's it for this week uh everyone have a good uh good day good rest your week good weekend whatever it is and uh we'll see y'all next time goodbye (laughs) 